Marilyn made. Be who you are. Do what you want. The podcast. Brought to you by the number one student athlete development program in the world. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of the Maryland Made Podcast. For those of you who don't know my voice at this point, my name is Sydney Anderson, and I currently serve as a Big Ten Diversity Fellow. The Maryland Made Podcast provides timely, relevant, and practical information to empower student-athletes to explore their potentials and pursue their passions. The theme of today's episode is baggage claim. And today, we will be talking with two of our graduating student-athletes who have indeed secured the bag. So joining us today, we have Emma Deberdeen, and David Faust. I'm going to let them introduce themselves in a second, and then we will get right into this discussion about their time here at Maryland and looking ahead. To start off, could the two of you tell us your story and how you got to Maryland? Yeah, I can go first. Um, so I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, started playing field hockey in about third grade, and I decided to come to Maryland because I just loved the competition and family atmosphere here and everyone just pushes each other to reach their full potential academically and athletically. I also got to play three more years with my older sister Brooke um, which was really special for us and then also very special for my parents to be able to come watch us play together um, because they had put so much time and energy into helping us become successful hockey players. That's so nice. David? Yeah I'm from Edgewater, Maryland so the hometown team being Maryland uh, that was definitely a big contributor. I played uh, football, basketball, and baseball in high school, um, and, you know, I decided to play football at the next level. I wasn't super heavily recruited, but Maryland decided to take a chance on me, um, something I'm forever grateful for, and so when that opportunity lined up and I got into the business school here, I always tried to prioritize academics, and so being able to do business here from the minute I get in and being able to play football at the next level for the hometown team, uh, it really was a no-brainer, and so that's why I decided to come to Maryland. So that's super excited, and I wanted to have the two of you on the podcast because you both offer very unique but different perspectives when it comes to your plans post-Maryland. Could you guys share with our listeners what your plans post-Maryland are? Yeah, I can start out. Uh, I've just accepted a job with a startup company back in my hometown of Annapolis. Uh, The company is called High Trail. I'll be joining them as an associate consultant, and we're going to be doing tech, staffing, and recruiting. and I am planning on I'm moving down to Charlotte North Carolina in May and I'll be training with the U.S. national field hockey team to train for the upcoming Pan Am Games and um, 2024 Olympics can't wait to watch you on tv that's gonna be so fun (laughs) Um, but we are going to rewind just a bit to talk about your time here in Maryland and the steps you've taken to get where you are today So my first question is, what is your major and how did you decide that major was for you? So I'm a marketing major. Um, Coming into Maryland, I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do. And that's kind of why I chose Maryland, because there's so many different options. Um, But I decided that I wanted to go to the business school. Um, But I just loved marketing because you can really just do so many things and associate with so many different people. And I saw marketing a lot within my um, time here as a student athlete so I just thought it would be a really interesting um, career choose choice for me to moving forward. Yeah kind of similar start as Emma for me Uh, I actually came in as a marketing major as well Uh, and then I joined a couple of clubs in my time here and definitely my focus was business and I didn't really know what I wanted to do within that 
Um, I ended up adding supply chain as a double major. So I'll be graduating as a double major in supply chain management and marketing. But I will say that when I came in, you know, that was the plan and going out, I really, I'm not really doing anything in supply chain management or marketing. Um, and so kind of like throughout my time here, I was able to do whatever I wanted with that business platform. Like when I went into interviews, I was interviewing for a lot of positions outside of supply chain management and marketing. Um, and so really the focus was always business, a little bit of an entrepreneurial mindset, but just that I wanted to be able to use my people skills. I wanted to be able to talk to people and business would give me the platform to do that. And then supply chain management and marketing, I kind of just got to a point where like when I realized that maybe that wasn't for me, it was kind of too late to go back and change that to like a finance degree. So I kind of just stuck with it. And yeah. And it's funny that you say um, what their job you're pursuing right now that you just accepted isn't necessarily like in line with supply chain management and things like that, because most people, if you really talk to them, their major that they majored in in college does not align with what their job was because my major in college was human services and I'm in athletics now. So it kind of just works out that way. I feel like as long as you have a degree in this world nowadays, um, a lot of people go back to get their master's in the field that they're actually passionate about. Um, and that's the route that I took. So I appreciate you say sharing that. Um, so spinning off of the major, like outside of your major, what are you passionate about and how did you discover this? Um, I mean, one thing that I've kind of definitely realized that I'm super passionate about just throughout my time in college is just the idea of achieving everything that you can do and like living up to your full potential. And uh, I just kind of really hate the idea of like a wasted potential or like somebody that could kind of look back and like say, oh, I should have done this more in college. I should have done this more growing up or, you know, I should have lifted more like I just I like the idea of just going out and achieving every single thing that you can push your body to do, whether that be physical, mental career standpoint whatever it is I just want to live up to my full potential and I want to push everybody around me to do that as well yeah I would say um I've definitely become the like become passionate about just be like the people in my life um definitely at Maryland I've grown some very strong relationships with my teammates my coaches and um other student athletes and I just think that being there for them and being um, a good friend and a good leader for my team is a huge thing that I'm passionate about. That's amazing. And what parts of your identity would you say you've had to work on growing and developing while here in Maryland? Um, I would say for me, definitely becoming more of a leader. Um, I did the Maryland Made Leadership Academy when I was a sophomore, but I still had never been in a leadership role within the University of Maryland yet. Um, the past year or two, I've become more of a leader throughout my team. And I've definitely seen that I have to work on that every single day. And it's like an ongoing thing that I've definitely seen myself grow. Yeah, kind of like, I like that as well. I also did the Leadership Academy. And so I'm just going to touch a little bit on like leadership and like just networking and connecting with people as a whole. I think growing up, I always emphasize that like being a leader because it was good. It looked good on the resume or like it looked good to be a leader of the football team and a captain and all that stuff. But I've kind of really realized that in my time at Maryland, that's something I'm actually really passionate about. And it's not just something that I do so that I can get to the next step of my life. It's something that every single morning I wake up and I feel that I have purpose because I love going out and talking to people and meeting people and being able to do favors for other people. And I love taking on 
those positions of leadership, not because it helps me get to the next step. It's just because that's what I like doing and that's how I operate best. Perfect. And what parts of your identity would you say have, we touched on the ones that you had to grow and develop while at Maryland, but what parts have stayed constant? Um, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I said that those grew like the the leadership and the connectivity, but I mean, I think, I think something that stayed constant is I always have had that desire to lead. And so, you know, I, I talked about how that grew a lot, but just to stay consistent, like I think the desire to lead has never really changed no matter what, like the purpose is, like if it is to get to that next step or if it is because if it's something that I really like, I think something that's just been constant throughout my whole life is just the ability to lead and going out and doing that. Yeah, I would say for me, um, the most constant part of my identity has been my competitiveness probably. Um, I think I have kept that throughout my whole like four years here, either like academically and on the field. Um, I just kind of want to be the best that I can be. And I want to um, build everyone around me to be the best that they could be too. And um, when my sister was here, we always used to joke about it. Like we wanted to beat each other every single time in everything that we did, but um, that was kind of just to make each other better. So I think that um, that's definitely something that I've stayed constant with. And I think that's so unique that you had to play with your sister in college because I've played with my sister when we were in high school, but we went to different colleges. So I can only imagine that experience here. <laughs> my next question would be, who or what has been a go-to resource for you here at Maryland? I would definitely say my coaching staff has been a huge resource for me. Um, definitely my assistant coach, Scott Tupper, played in three Olympic games. So he has kind of just been a good role model for me and it's always been helping me see exactly what I want to do to get to the next level that I want to be in. Um, but then academically, the whole Maryland made staff, um, when Tim Bryson was here, he was huge. And with Nate here too, he's been really helpful within Gossett Fellows um, and definitely someone that I can always go to and um, help me when I'm trying to also find a career outside of field hockey too. Yeah, I don't want to take the cop-out answer here and just say everybody. Um, <laughs> but really, I mean, like anybody that I've connected with in my time here, um, it starts with the Maryland-made staff. Like the amount of times that I go and I walk past those hallways and I, I'm i walking past the door, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm here for. I just want to <laughs> talk. And like, I love having that ability to do that and just like having other people like the academic staff, like similar experiences with them. Like, obviously, I go to them for direct help a lot of the time but like half the time like I just want to come by get an update on how everybody else is doing ask them for any advice that I can get and like use the resources that I have and use the friends that I have around me to just like go about my days a little bit easier and so yeah pretty much everybody I mean the business school as well the business school has great resources so that's been great from like a career standpoint um, and then my teammates and my coaches at the end of the day um, like they made every single day like my football career, I'm not going on to play professional like Emma. Um, you know, my football career did not work out. But I mean, each day, like day in and day out, even without having that success, it's still I had that family aspect. And I had that like every single day I enjoyed going in and me and my coach just going back and forth, like joking around in meetings or, you know, my teammates just every single day picking me up if I had a bad day. So, yeah, I'll take the easy answer and just say everybody that I've interacted <laughs> with here has been that resource. We love it. And both of you um, were a part of Gossip Fellows, or still are a part of the Gossip Fellows program. What has been the most insightful part of your experience being a fellow? I'd say the most insightful part about being an, uh, being a, a Gossip Fellow 
is that like every single like lesson or workshop that we have can be more than just what it is at the base level. I think Gossip Fellows has such a strong outline to be a successful program, to put student athletes through and get them to the next step in their career. But more than that, it can be so much like talking, how I was talking about earlier, reaching that full potential, like taking that next step instead of just leaving a financial literacy session and saying, hey, I'm going to go budget better is going up and networking with the four people that just came in, took the time out of their day to come share financial literacy session, like a whole entire session with you and thanking them for their time and then seeing if they could be of any help to you moving forward. And people love to help other people. And so I would say just like Gossip Fells has really provided that platform that at the end of the day, it's great at the base level, but it can be so much more than that too. Um, I would say for me, Gossip Fellows has really just helped me get out of my comfort zone a lot. Um, it was kind of hard for me to even think about my life post-sport before um, Gossip Fellows. And that's kind of, it's kind of forced me to have to, and really has given me more of a plan and a structure that I feel a lot more comfortable with um, my career post-sport. Perfect. So we're going to move on to the next segment, which is called the experience slash the process. Um, so we talked about some of the things that have made the two of you who you are and prepared you for the next step on your journey. But I feel like a lot of times people skip over the process that you had to go through to get to that next level. Um, so, David, I know you were in gossip basically every week, <laughs> updating the Maryland May staff on the different things you had going on. Can you share with our listeners the importance of networking and your experience trying to find your next opportunity? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just to start off with the networking piece. Um, my experience with networking is just like I got told all these things about networking when I came into college from Maryland Made and from the business school as well. And I mean, they were super big on just kind of things that I just repeated that people want to help other people. But the thing that I've really been able to realize with networking is that like it's fun and it's like a lot more laid back than people think. Like every networking opportunity is not dressing up in a full suit and going to some fancy dinner and having to win over somebody. It's just the, the actions and like the interactions that you have with other people on a day-to-day -day basis, that's building your network. And when you can meet more people, they introduce you to more people. And if you're just taking the initiative to be outgoing, then like I said, people want to help people. And I hope that I have the opportunity to help people as well. And so like networking is fun. Networking is just like, it, it like it's life, you know, it's just communicating with those around you and it's not anything serious. And it's not like, you know, it has a scary word because like some people just think networking is this big and bad thing. But at the end of the day, it's fun to do. Um, and then for my experience trying to find my next opportunity, um, that was definitely reliant on my network um, that I've that I've built and that I've had in my time at Maryland. It was definitely a hectic process. I was I was having at least five or six interviews every week for like a couple like since Jan since winter break until a couple of weeks ago when I accepted this job. So um I mean, that experience was definitely me just wanting to kind of live by the philosophy of I'll have a conversation with anybody that will have a conversation with me. Um, I want to live up to that full potential and not let any opportunity go by and me look back and be like, oh, man, if I would have just not been lazy and taken that interview, then I could have realized that this is something that I wanted to do. Um, and so that experience is definitely hectic. I, I branched out into the finance world a lot. Like I said, I'm a supply chain management and marketing degree like I'm, that's my major and I was interviewing with Merrill Lynch Morgan Stanley Wells Fargo like not typical marketing and supply chain jobs so um, it was a hectic process but I'm extremely grateful for how it ended up and I can't wait to move on to that next step perfect and not to mention you are also graduating early so that 
I feel like graduating in three years is something that a lot of students are leaning towards, whether it be graduating in three years or pursuing a master's for their continuing five years. Um, so I think that's definitely something that we'll continue to see going forward. Um, what is some what are some of the ways that you reached out to the people you were networking with? And how did you like get all those interviews in one week? Um, I guess like it definitely starts off with like the platform of got the gossip. Like a lot of the interviews were just like people that I had met through my internship my freshman year, right? Like I had an internship with the M Club and the Terrapin Club. And so then a lot of the interaction there is with donors that we have here. And so just, you know, building a connection there and then maintaining that since my freshman year and maintaining the connections that I have through my family and through my friends and just not being afraid to like ask other people if they can put me in contact with everybody, anybody else. Um, and so I guess like the biggest thing is just like once you get started, just I mean, it's not like exploiting, but like just once you get started, like you like use that person if if they're willing to help you to connect have them connect you to anybody that they can connect you with. And then don't treat it as, you know, the only time you're reaching out to somebody, don't have it be you asking them for a favor, you know, like reach out to them on holidays, wish them a happy Easter. Like I did that with a lot of my connections or like a lot of, I say connections, it sounds pretty base level, but it's like, you know, my friends that I've made throughout the, you know, throughout the last couple of years. So I would say just like, once you get started, just keep trying to build on it as much as you can. And, you know, treat those as relationships and treat those as more than just like, oh, I need a favor now, or I need a job now. Let's reach out to this person. Like, that's not, that's not what networking is either. It's, it's more than that. It's more than just that base level stuff. It's a, it's a relationship. That's awesome. And Emma, can you talk a little bit about your journey and some of the challenges you may have faced when making the decision to continue your athletic um, career? Um, yeah, with, I mean, with field hockey, I've definitely had my ups and downs, um, times where I was just considering, you know what, I'm just done. I'm going to, start my career. Um, and I'm just don't think I want to do this anymore. But then other times where I'm just completely all in like, wow, I'm having so much fun. I love this so much. And I think I, the I actually decided that I was going to take my COVID year um, earlier this fall. So I was going to stay at Maryland for the, um, another year. And then I was asked to go on tour to New Zealand and Australia. Um, I was gone for about a month um, this past spring. And I just had the most amazing time and it was just I'm in I've been playing the number two and three teams in the world and it's always just a huge game and everything's just so intense and so fun and you're always just working towards something and I've just never really been in that um, atmosphere before and um, when I came home I had the conversations with my with my parents and my coaches here at Maryland and everyone's just been so supportive and they're just like well I could always come back for 2024 if I want to but um, it's just, if I really want to be the field hockey player that I want to be, this is the time that I need to really get out there and put it all in. And, um, I'm really excited to do that. I mean, um, this is just a really exciting time leading towards the Pan Am games, which is an Olympic qualifier. Um, so that's coming up this fall and then hopefully the Olympic games in Paris and then really exciting. Um, the, um, LA games are coming up in 2028. So um, if I would be able to stay on the team until then, I'd be able to play in front of a home crowd, which would be really special. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and you've been on the national team since about 2016, right? The junior teams. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So I haven't, I didn't make the women's team until this past summer. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. And how, um, what was the transition like from the junior teams to 
going on tour and things like that this past month yeah it's definitely just a lot more independent um but also not like we have our own trainer and everyone telling us exactly what we're doing basically like the running we need to be doing the lifting that we need to be doing everything's very organized um but also it's like you're kind of in charge like you have to be accountable for yourself and make sure that you're eating what you need to eat sleeping what you need to like how you need to sleep you don't have those guidelines for you that you usually did in junior teams um so definitely a lot more accountability to be a good player and a good teammate perfect so looking ahead as you both are pursuing this career what are some of the things that you're excited about and not so much excited about yeah so I would say I'm mostly excited like definitely excited about playing in these big games and being able to play for the U.S. um, and just represent my country and play with my sister again, um, which is also very special. Um, Not so much excited about, I would say, is definitely just, it was hard for me to be able to recognize that I'm not going to be able to pursue a full career right now and pushing that off. I've definitely had some conversations with um, some potential employers that are like, okay, well, we can't really do a part-time remote (laughs) job right now, but we'll talk to you when you're done field hockey, Um, which is something that's just like, it's a little bit hard for me because will those opportunities still be there, but it's just a um, kind of a give and take that I feel like I had to take to be able to prioritize what I am looking for. Um, I would say I'm excited, like, honestly, to encompass everything is like, the unknown is kind of exciting to me and that like I have no idea what the next year five years ten I don't even know where I'm going to be living when I take this job I have the opportunity to move like I don't know what I'm doing and so that's exciting to me um and obviously like you know like I don't want to take that like too literally like I have an outline of everything that I want to be doing but I like the idea that like I don't know where I'm going to be a year from now five years from now ten years from now Um, I'm excited to go out and make money. That's always been, I've always been very driven by that. And so now I have the opportunity to go do that. Um, I'm excited just, you know, to use that money to build wealth moving forward. Um, And, you know, in my, in my time too, like I want to have the opportunity to travel as well. Like I'm just excited that I'm going to be in my twenties with, you know, hopefully enough money to go out and do that. That's really exciting to me. Um, And then for what I'm not excited about, I'm not going to lie. Like I really don't have like too much that I'm not overall excited about moving forward. Um, But I mean, I guess like overall, like I'll be leaving a lot of my friends behind, like I'll be graduating a year early. So, you know, like some people try to stay in college for as long as they can. They, you know, they think college is the best years of your life. Like I'll be giving up that, you know, whole entire year. I didn't even have my freshman year because of COVID basically. So giving up a lot of time in college to go move on, but like, at the end of the day, like, like kind of like Emma said, very different, but like kind of give and take, like I would much rather go out and start making money and going and pursuing, you know, my career path rather than just, you know, taking an easier schedule my senior year of college to, to relax another year of my life. Like I want to go out and work now. So, yeah. Definitely. And to go back, Emma, you said um you couldn't necessarily take a full-time marketing position right now at the time but how do you plan on leveraging your marketing degree while you're in um playing professionally because I feel like a lot of times even when it comes to football I know David we've talked about this a lot of guys are like oh I want to go to the league 
Um, but it's like, while you're in the league, there's also so many different avenues and ways you can build your brand or enhance your brand. Um, so what are some ways that you plan on trying to continue to market yourself and build that brand and leverage your marketing um, degree? Yeah, well, why, while I am on the team, I am, um, a lot of the girls do have part-time jobs that um, help them continue to build their resume and get them experience until they're done playing. So that's definitely something that I'm looking um, to, towards doing right now too. But also with being on the team, I definitely want to use my marketing degree to just kind of like build, get sponsors and um, just kind of like build a brand around me that as like a professional athlete, I guess at this point is um, just something that I like feel is very important being able to build those sponsors build this brand. So I, the biggest important thing, sorry, the most important thing to me is kind of building the game of field hockey and growing the game. So I just feel like um, being able to leverage myself out there would be able to help a lot of younger girls see what I'm doing and see what the rest of the girls on my team are doing and be able to get them interested in field hockey and um, really just help grow the game. That's amazing. And for the both of you, in your eyes, I know you said you don't know what the future may hold, but what is your absolute dream when it comes to this career field? My dream, I guess one career at a time. Um, my <laughs> dream is definitely to play um, in the Olympics and play in front of um, my family who helped me get everywhere I want to be, especially with my sister beside me. Um, I think that'd be the most special thing that I could ever do and then marketing wise when I'm done playing hockey I really want to either work for sports or with a nonprofit. Um, I really want to work with a um, organization that really I'm passionate about and I know is helping the people around them yeah I, de I mean definitely like the disclaimer of like I don't really know exactly what you know my dream is but I guess um, kind of to go back to that like entrepreneurial mindset and even me starting my career with a startup, you know, I, I hope to go as far as I can with this company. Um, but I guess like really far down the line, if I could see myself like going and starting up my own company and me being like the head guy, um, I really like the idea of that. Just, you know, having having the ability to lead, having the ability to kind of like put everything out and like get use everything that I've learned in my startup experience here to then go start up my own company way down the line like that. that that's interesting to me as well. <laughs> OK. And I'm big on manifestation. So I want you guys to save this episode when it airs. Mm -hmm. And we're going to look back in a few years and be like, because hmm, you're going to do accomplish all of those goals. And I can't wait to go back and listen and be like, hmm, we talked about this. <laughs> so my last question um, is, as we get older, oftentimes we have the opportunity to reflect. So we reflect on the good, bad, the ugly, the highs and the lows. Um, and if you haven't already done so, reflect and provide your younger self with some guidance. So if you could, what would you tell your younger, the younger version of yourself um, about the career journey? Um, I guess I know that my younger self would probably ignore me because I probably got this advice a hundred times, but I would just say like relax and just like know that like, like I said, like that fun in life is like not knowing what that next step is. And like, taking initiative like I did, you know, is great. And that's like what I would strongly encourage myself to keep doing is just take initiative as much as I can, but like also realize that like some things are out of your control. And once you take that initiative, then like you got to let life play out and just to kind of take a step back every once in a while and not try to 
micromanage every single step of your life. Just kind of like relax, enjoy the moment um, and realize that these like, you know, you, you can really enjoy these days a lot more than than you're giving yourself the opportunity to. Yeah, I would say for me, it's that things aren't going to go the way that you planned. And there's going to be a lot of changes in directions within your plan. Um, I've made different decisions. I've changed my mind about a dozen times on my future career. So um, I would just say, just go with it and stick with your gut. Perfect. And before we wrap up, can you guys share with our listeners how they can get in contact with you to ask any questions firsthand? Yes, I am on LinkedIn, just Emma DeBerdine, and then you can just message me or connect with me. Yeah, same here. <clears throat> LinkedIn, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know, like, I, if you want to message me on LinkedIn, get my phone number, or my email, I don't really care either. Like, I, I, I don't care about giving my phone number out. I, I probably am not going to do it right now. But if you message me on LinkedIn, <laughs> you set up a call or whatever, like, I don't care who it is. Like, I'll, like I said, I'll have a conversation with anybody if, like, they're younger and they want any guidance or anything like that. Like, please use me as much of a you know, a mentor or anything like that, that I could offer. Perfect. And I will link your LinkedIn's in the podcast notes, um, just so everyone has those and can connect with you that way. Um, for our listeners, come and see these Gossip Fellows present their presentations this Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. is the networking session and 7 p.m. presentation starts. So that's definitely going to be exciting. Um, on behalf of the Maryland May team, we would like to thank you for taking the time to join with us today. And your perspective has been unique, and I'm sure it will be beneficial to our listeners. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you all next time.